How you guys doing? It's Corey, and welcome to a special episode of the Anxiety Wad podcast. It has been a while. I wanted to check in and see how you guys are doing. I put up a post the other day about keeping the episodes up. I've been super busy in my professional career, uh, getting things lined up, getting organized, and I just wanted to see how things are going. And you guys have spoken, and the episodes are going to stay up. So I just renewed the URL. So all those will stay up for another year for sure. And I might actually do some more episodes. Um, I, you know, and I've talked about this before. One of the main reasons I, I stopped doing it is I felt like I was repeating myself. And I know the benefit of having that type of a resource. So I'm, I'm more than happy to keep the episodes up. If you guys have things you want me to talk about and, and some of the um, stuff I've been doing is working more uh, one-on-one, I do much better in... Um, like circum situational coaching, whereas like I'm going through this, um, what is your advice? Uh, I can also answer questions still um, on the website that you can find on the link uh, on the bio of, of the uh, Instagram page. You can definitely check it out and, and shoot me a message. I still get those. I haven't gotten any for a while because obviously I've been shelving the the podcast. Um, but yeah, reach out. You know, if I if I get plenty of questions, I'll do more episodes. Uh, they don't take me long. And I just kind of ramble, as you guys know. Um, so today, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about the stress of the pandemic that we're going through, um, especially for people with anxiety that is tied to their health. Um, I was one of those people. It was something that was forefront of, of my anxiety. And actually, the initial panic, atta- panic attack I had was in the MRI machine. And if you're new to the show... Um, I had, I had a broken neck that I didn't know about that was giving me these, um, weird sensations and, and nerve pain that would radiate into my chest. And, and I had a sudden onset of what was called costochondritis. And so it felt like a heart attack, um, which is the epitus for all of my anxiety because I did not get answers that I needed. So I, it's understandable that today, um, with what's going on, that there's a lot of anxiety with so many people. And I think the, the main thing that I want you to focus on is what you can control. What other people are doing, really, you can't do anything about, unfortunately. Now, we have like some rules and regulations on what to follow and best practices. Uh, but what you can control, and, and I think the thing that stresses us out the most, is trying to predict and take control of things that have yet not, have, have not yet happened. And... I think for me, with mine, is I was trying to predict what was actually going on with my body and self-diagnose, and I was wrong, like 100% wrong. Now, eventually I was right because I did end up having cancer, but I had convinced myself that I had a brain tumor and it was cancerous and I was going to die, or then it was a, um, a tumor in my throat and then I was going to die, and all the stuff that I convinced myself of. And the one thing that I've really learned... Um, since being away from the show is that anxiety is a habit in our thinking. And it's unfortunate that me saying that upsets some people because it doesn't seem that simple because I am not in the trenches right now. I've been in the trenches and I've been there where it's like, yeah, whatever, dude, you don't know what I'm going through. I do. I understand that it, it seems like there's no hope. It seems like you'll never be able to wrap your hands around this and get control. But 
just like smoking is a habit, those people have a hard time quitting too. People that have a, a drinking habit, they have a hard time stopping. And it's because that we look at it as we are powerless over this thing that we have that has become such ingrained part of our life that there seems like there it's impossible to change. And as I've said on the show before, any great change takes consistent effort over time. And I think that that is hard to, it's such a long path. It's just like that old saying of how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, or how do you climb a mountain one step at a time? The emotion of anxiety is something that we want to get out of. It, it sucks. I a hundred percent agree with all of you that say anxiety sucks. Call it out for what it is. And in that vein, that habit of anxiety, there's something you can do about it. And you know, it's, it, there's a lot of stuff that I've talked about in the show, but the main thing that I want you to do is take some power back and say, Oh, Hey, anxiety, what's up? And, and however you can talk to it to extinguish some of the flame that comes along with it, like, Oh, Hey, there's my anxiety again. As soon as you kind of name it and label it, it's just like when you shine a light on a, <laughs> on a cockroach, like you see in the movies, they go scattering. That's kind of what happens to anxiety when you call it out on its BS. You're like, oh, oh, that's anxiety again. Now, if you're in a place where you're not quite sure what anxiety is and, and what that's like, you know, that's that's a conversation um, in a different episode. And you can go back to the beginning of the, the episodes and kind of review some of that. But what you're going through, you're not alone. You know, there's, there's people that are listening to the show that are in all different stages of their healing. And they've all been there. You know, I... I I, I've done some self-reflection too, uh, being away from the show and some of the stuff I talked about, I, I forget how far I've come and I forget the day-to-day issues that I went through that a lot of you guys are going through now. And so if I do these episodes and right now I'm thinking maybe like once a month, but I'm going to try to talk about in the trenches and how to get out of them versus just being out of them looking into the trench, right? I'm going to try to put myself back in that place, which it's probably going to be an emotional thing for me, but like I want to get my the most bang for my buck and try to help you people. And the, the reason being is I, I posted some stuff about working one-on-one with people and, and the people that I've talked to, it was the reflection happened when I started working with them. I'm like, man... I've come a long way and being able to pay that forward is, is very rewarding, but it's also a good reminder that there are so many people out there that are struggling, especially in today's um, pandemic that we're going through, you know, that the fear and worry of your own health and your loved ones, especially, you know, your financial situation, your job, you know, the supportive services that so many people rely on, that, that, that's a cause for a lot of anxiety and some depression as well. You know, my depression came along because I could not get a hold of my anxiety after being someone that was labeled fearless. I could barely navigate life because I was so afraid. And then I was depressed because I didn't know who I was. And so a lot of that stuff is happening right now. Um, and if you're losing sleep because of some of that anxiety, excuse me, I got a bubble in my throat there. But like if you're losing sleep, that's just going to increase anxiety. It's going to increase depression because all the chemicals that your body produces overnight are there for the benefit of your body. Well, if you're not adequately rested, your body isn't taking care of itself. And therefore your mind 
is not taking care of itself and it's just this vicious cycle it's like a merry-go-round and it's spinning and you know anxiety is the merry-go-round keeps picking up speed and then all of a sudden the fire starts and it's burning down and people are running for the hills well in broad brushstrokes the 10,000 foot view is the goal of healing from anxiety is to not let yourself get on the merry-go-round now I understand how much that sounds it's like easier said than done right I get that I understand that I was the person that hated people that talk like that but you have to understand that I'm someone that has been where you are at I was in a place where I would not leave my apartment I would not talk to people I would not do certain things I had to leave events because I would have a panic attack I, I understand and so I want to rather than it bothering you just Think of it as a hope, right? Like we lose the ability to hope and dream and set goals when we're struggling. And I really want you to understand that I, I'm just someone that has had more reps climbing out of the trenches than you have had at this time in your life. That's the only difference. I have a little bit more reps on, on increasing my knowledge base. I have a little bit more reps on trying different things. I have a little bit more reps on trying to navigate life with carrying this dark cloud and this, this heavy weight of anxiety in my life. That's the only difference. It's rep count. And, you know, with today, with, with especially people that have um, health-based anxiety, you know, it's, it's, it's going to affect your health. And so it's kind of going to be this vicious cycle. But if you can kind of scale things back and reassess, and, and if you guys have worked with me, you know what I'm all about when writing lists. Start writing a list of the things that you can control and carry that with you. Do it on your phone. Do it in your notes. And if something pops up that stresses you out, if it's not on that list, you got to let it go. And just that simple practice of saying, well, it's not on this list, I'm going to let it go, that's a practice and a task that you can do to help yourself heal, to undo and rewire that habitual thinking. You haven't always had anxiety. You may have been a fearful person, but anxiety, what, what the condition actually is, you have not always had that. So that means that you can rewire your brain for a new condition. Anything that we have learned in our life, at one point we did not know. I want you to really think about what I just said. Anything that we have learned in our life, there was one point that we did not know that one thing. So the hopeful part of that thought is that we can unlearn anxiety by relearning new skills. And so the skill set that goes around dealing with your anxiety is something that I teach on a regular basis to people that I work with. And it's some of the stuff that we've talked about in this show. And what I want you to think about is like, what am I doing today that is proactive towards healing? And I know that people that with anxiety are some of the strongest people that I know. I've worked with a lot of them. They do regular life with this thing that they are carrying around that most people in their lives do not know about. That's strong. That's brave. Even though you may feel helpless and powerless over your anxiety, the fact that you can do regular life carrying this, that's brave and that's strong. 
Never forget that. And I know I did an episode about the top, top five things I wish I would have known. One of them was, I wish I would have known how powerful I actually am when I'm feeling powerless. That was one of them. It's like, I did not know that, I did not know that if I took care of my body, that it would decrease my physical symptoms. I, it seems obvious now, but at the point I was just surviving. It's hard, it's super hard to think rationally when you're in an emotional state. And so until I dealt with the fear and learned to say, okay, there's my anxiety. What right now is actually dangerous? Or when, when am I in danger? Is, am I in real danger or is this my habit of anxiety popping up? Is this the thought process that I've been kind of jumping into this merry-go-round of fear? Like, and I would stop myself in real time and be like, wait, 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 let's, let's assess. Okay, are you really afraid or is this just this conditioned response that you've created in your life? And again, that's very oversimplified, but that's like the 10,000 foot view and how I started to unprogram myself and rewire my brain. And so if it was something that did not match my list, I wouldn't have to let it go. And I would do it over and over and over and over and over hundreds and hundreds of times a day until it just became a different habit. And until like one day I looked back when I was working with someone, I'm like, man, that is just exactly how I was. I'm grateful at all that work and all those days of trying to, you know, check myself before it would get out of hand. That became my natural state. Now there's still stuff that I get stressed out about and get anxious about, but I'm quick to recover. And the mindset for you, if you're just starting out, or if you're halfway through your healing is management. Don't think about fixing or curing. Think about management. It's much easier to think, okay, I'm going to learn to manage this. It does eventually like diminish and you, you are quick to recover. It will still pop up. But so management skills and the skill sets that you need are some of the things that I've talked about in the show. And it's not a show, it's a podcast. What am I talking about? But Anyways, like meditation, you know, eating clean and, and healthy and taking care of your body, learning to breathe right. You know, if you're anxious, you're probably breathing up in your chest and not down in your stomach. Things like, you know, putting your hand on your belly button, making sure your stomach's going in and out while you're breathing. That's, that's a simple trick that you can learn. And actually, when you're anxious, you're under oxygenated. And so breathing that way is going to help you get the oxygen you need and decrease some of the physical symptoms. If you're in a panic state, my cat just fell off something in here. If you heard that, oh my God. If you're in a panic state, getting into some cold water is going to decrease some of those physical symptoms as well because your body starts to prepare itself to go underwater. Your body, that's, I mean, just that's how our bodies are designed is to prepare themselves to go underwater. So it kind of it start, it starts shutting down some of the other um, physiological things in our body to prepare, be prepared for that so it decreases some of those anxiety symptoms. And so you learn these management skills that when they pop up, you can just go to them and they become a habit in a positive manner. And that they, they are just things that you just pick up and you start doing. You know, the breathing thing, like if I notice I'm anxious and I don't know why, I'll start breathing with my hand on my belly button and people have probably seen me do it, they don't even realize what I'm doing until I can um, unpack what is causing me some fear. 
Now, for me, I have I have some trauma and some PTSD from injuries and some health-related things that I'm all of a sudden anxious and I have no idea why. Well, I have, um, like, not overtly or consciously felt something in my body that triggers that. And it's just a conditioned response. You know, PTSD is a whole different animal. I don't really touch that um, when, when I'm working with people because it's not my major experience. But I do know that I have some trauma from, you know, I broke my neck. You know, I've, I've had my neck fused twice. So obviously that's a traumatic experience. But the main trauma in that was not knowing that, that it was broken. Like it, it happened when I was 18. I didn't find out until I was 35. And so I had all these weird symptoms and somehow it did not get found on all of these x-rays that I've had over the years, but we found it, I got fixed, but that's a traumatic thing that happened in my life. And so the PTSD just, it's, it's not like a, you know, um, someone that's a, a victim of uh, sexual assault. That's like a really like definite traumatic experience, minor, like minor compared to that. Right. And so the thing is that you have to know what your triggers are. Um, and unfortunately for me, I have, I have plenty of them, so it's not always forefront, but if you can figure out your triggers, then you can say, okay, for this trigger, I'm going to use this skill set that I've developed to manage it out of my day. That's the, the kind of the thinking that I have. And, and this is some of the stuff I was talking about being in the trenches, getting out. Like I didn't do a good job of explaining the thought process behind how I develop these skills. And so for me, if I would get a weird feeling in my chest, as soon as my heart rate would go up and I would get that little hum from anxiety, I'd be like, wait, 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 let's feel, let's feel this. Like you just did chest yesterday. You did some benching. It's not the costochondritis. You're not having a heart attack. What is really going on? And I would talk myself down. Obviously I didn't say it out loud. I'd say it in my head, but like I would say, okay, let's reset. Let's, let's think about this. Hello, anxiety. You're here, but what's really going on? Are you really in danger? What's your heart rate at? What's, what's your blood pressure? I had a cuff, like I would check my blood pressure and, you know, I took trips to the ER with panic attacks and they're like, no, your heart rate's only 110. I'm like, yeah, but it's going to pop out of my chest. And they're like, yeah, you're cranked up. That's called fear and adrenaline. And so other times now it's like, if I got something big coming up for like the new adventure I'm on for a career wise here, it's, I'm excited. Yeah. It, it's, you know, excitement replicates anxiety, but if you can try to, you know, be like, no, no, it's not anxiety. It's excitement. You're going to be ahead of the game. And I think that, I think the, the biggest thing is, okay, let's, let's figure out what my triggers are. Let's figure out the skill set I need to navigate those. And then let's figure out how I can get more time in between my anxious days to continue to heal. And I think for you guys that that might help a little bit. And like I said, this is kind of just a random thing I started recording here, but I, I want to do at least one episode a month, I think, and, and start from there. You guys have more questions, just shoot them my way. I'll do what I can to, to hit you up and, um, yeah, I hope you guys are doing good. Please reach out. Like I, I do my best to respond. Um, you know, I got a, a few people that I'm working with right now, 
And, you know, I always tell them, I said, you know, just reach out and like, I'll do my best to answer. And if I, if I can't answer, I'm going to try to point you in a direction that I think might help you out. I'll do the same for any one of you guys that are listening. Just trying my best to help. I made a promise to myself. God, what, what year was it? Probably 2005. What year is it now? It's 2020. Yeah. So about 2005, I remember sitting in my apartment and I remember the night because I remember how I was laying with an ice pack on my chest staring out my window and it was like three in the morning and I remember saying if I ever figure out how to do something about my anxiety I'm going to help so many people do the same and that's why I'm here I'm here to help you guys Christmas time have yourself a Merry Christmas be safe have a peaceful morning afternoon or evening We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>